I came from nothing, I had to go get it, I had to finesse up the game. Hey y'all, it's your girl Bella, and we are back with Bulls with Bella podcast episode three, and my boy Josh is on with us once again. Hey Josh, how you doing? I'm doing good, Bella. It's always a pleasure to be on the show with the lovely Bella, (laughs) so it's all good. Now I feel bad, Josh, because I think like because you said it the first time, now you feel like you just have to say it each time. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to back on the pod. Anyways, I'm glad that we started off right like usual. It's, a, you know, the morning after a huge day yesterday with, you know, big day in the NBA with the trade deadline hitting and big things happening. So it's a great time to be a Chicago Bulls fan. And before we break down why, let's just take a look at the, the trade deals. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that you guys know them by now. And if you don't, here's what they were. As the trade deadline finally hit, the Bulls acquired two-time All-Star center Nikola Vucevic and Al-Faruq Aminu from the Magic. And in exchange, the Magic acquired Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. and two first-round draft picks for the 2021 and 2023 drafts. And on top of that, the Bulls acquired Daniel Thies and um, Javante Green from the Celtics and Troy Brown from the Wizards. Um, in a three-team deal, which was all mixed up. Because initially I was like, all right, we got Mo Wagner um, going to the Bulls. But no, that's not what ended up happening. The Bulls ended up uh, trading Wagner to the Celtics uh, since they had acquired him earlier on Thursday. But anyways, huge things going on. Great time to be a Bulls fan, as, as I mentioned. So what are your thoughts on all of this, Josh? Man... I, you want to talk about you want to talk about moving in silence, like real G's moving silence like lasagna. That's literally what Arturis Karnisovic and Mark Eversley did yesterday. And um, I can't help but wonder if they already probably strategically planned it because that's how they are as an organization. Um, they really strategically take their time and really plan out what they want to do and anal- and analyze what they do. And I think the, the, the loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers was such. The, like, pretty much the final stick in the straw was like the final straw for them was okay yeah, we got to make changes and they went out with a bang they made they were aggressive and brought in another all-star to pair with Zach Levine in which that dynamic duo was going to be crazy good um especially considering the skill set that they both provide you know Zach Levine is obviously on the rise in his prime as an all-star he's improving it in all three levels of the game and being efficient in all three levels of the game I believe I saw a stat the other day that with Nikola Vucevic now on the Bulls, him and Zach Levine are two of the five players that both average um, high efficiencies with high actual totals when it comes to all three levels of the court. And that's something that not many teams can have. So for us to have that, that, that you can, especially in the prime of their careers, that's something scary to be, to be that's something scary to watch for, for opposing teams and, the Bulls have that now, and they and, and this really solidified that they believe in Zach Levine. They're going to want him to sign him to a max contract, preferably after this season, and they're going to go all in on him, and rightfully so. That's what the Bulls should do, and it seems like now that they finally have a direction of what they of where they want to go, and it's looking and it's looking really bright right now. For sure, no, and like you said, like bringing in Vooch is obviously it's going to be an office he's going to provide an offensive threat now like he is giving that helping hand you know take some weight off of Levine's shoulders 
the boy had to deal with way too much, you know, this season just on his own. And this fills in a spot, obviously, as we were talking in the front court, things that Wendell Carter Jr. wasn't doing that now that aggressiveness, that ability to finish at at the rim and, and all that stuff. And he's, you know, Vooch has been posting up career highs and speaking of posting up, like now you're finally going to get a lot more post-ups. You're going to see that more in, in Bulls games. Obviously we're talking about Vooch, one of the best uh, post-up players in, in the league. And it reminds me of a stat I saw yesterday. Um, it was really interesting as I was scrolling through Twitter on stat news. And they said there are four players averaging 24 and or more points 40 plus um, from three point percentage and six plus like point, uh, three pointers per game this season. And two of them play for the bulls. And those people are Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, but you know, if you're not surprised. So that was really interesting. Um, he, as I said, he's averaging a career high this season, 24 points, 24.5 points per game, 11.8 rebounds and 3.8 assists rebounds that's another thing that Vooch will be bringing to the team you're going to see a lot more boards a lot and and as you said he's a good shooter from pretty much any level of the court so you're just going to see a lot more activity from the Bulls it's going to be looking good for them um and I think Brown is also another player that's going to be really beneficial for them going forward he's still you know young he brings that versatility from um as a guard slash also forward He, he you know he could you can move them both ways. So he'll come in and bring fresh energy and more consistency um, to the wing, something that the Bulls haven't really, you know, something they've been struggling with when it comes to depth with the wing. Obviously, they've had to rely on veterans like Garrett Temple and obviously the inconsistent Denzel Valentine. Um, so he Brown will be bringing in that good perimeter defense. But speaking of inconsistency, now I hear that word and I just think of um, your typical Kobe White. And that's just an issue that I think the Bulls really should have addressed and didn't address. So let's let's talk about that a little. Yes, big moves made. And we're going to get back to that in a little bit on, on the great moves and, and what that means for the Bulls going forward. But let's let's just talk about how the Bulls did not address the point guard issue. We were expecting... <laughs> Y'all listeners already know, you've heard it from Josh and I all season long. We thought Zoe was going to end up in Chicago. Didn't end up happening. I want to hear your opinion, Josh. Well, I think because the the Bulls swung for the fences on getting Vucevic, which is a player that fits Billy Donovan's system and is an all-star and brings such a great talent, but it comes with a great price. And you saw that when they had to spend two first-round picks on top of uh, Wendell Carter Jr., and Otto Porter, which is an expiring contract. You know, when they sent that to the Orlando Magic, they had to pay kind of a steep price for that. And that interrupted the flow that they were already having in getting Lonzo Ball, which many people, not just us, but many experts, many NBA insiders, have pretty much made it known that Lonzo was going to go to the Bulls. Um, But because of the fact that we, we had to pay a steep price for Vucevic, that backfired a lot of things. So because of that, now you have now the Bulls had to change course, and that's why they went try to go after Kerry Trent Jr. But and unfortunately that didn't turn out to play, which is why they also probably went after Troy Brown because they had to go for other options outside of Lonzo Ball that can potentially fit the right now. And I think they're actually comfortable with the fact that knowing that they have to fill that point guard position eventually, at least Thomas Sadoransky can be that for right now. 
he could be at least part of that transition for at least the rest of the season. And then in the offseason, he's going to address the point guard position. Arturis Karnisovic mentioned that in his press conference uh, yet last night, how they're not done making moves, although they know for a fact that, you know, we couldn't get the guy that we ultimately wanted. We're going to bring somebody in eventually, whether it's through the buyout market or this upcoming offseason, that's going to be the point guard of the future. And for, for the Bulls, this may be a blessing in disguise because you, if the Bulls couldn't get Lonzo Ball, apparently no one else could either. Because whether they had the, the, the capital or the assets, they couldn't get Lonzo Ball either. That's why he done, didn't end up getting traded. So the free agent market is going to be open to where the Bulls, you know, they can make an offer, which nine out of 10, the Pelicans are not going to want to match, which is why they tried to trade him in the first place. So this might be a blessing in disguise moving forward as far as Lonzo Ball's situation for the Bulls. But at the end of the day, when you have to pull strings to get the talent that you want, especially top-tier talent, you're talking about taking an all-star compared to a rising young player, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty much an easy fix to, to go after. So the Bulls made the right moves, but in, unfortunately, even though they couldn't address the point guard position, are, they are aware that no matter what, at the end of the day, whether it is through the buyout season or it's going to be through the offseason, through that press conference last night, moves are still going to be made, and they're not done, and they're not satisfied. They're content right now, but they're not satisfied with how the roster currently looks. And this is only the beginning of what we're going to be seeing. In so for you, what is what is the best, obviously Vooch, but what is the other best move that the Bulls made? Who do you see being, uh, you know, a standout player for the Bulls out of these, out of these trades? It's actually, it's actually really funny that you asked that because the way the Bulls made these trades was a very similar theme. Mm-hmm. It was toughness and mental. It, it was toughness and all around the board, not just physical, but mental. When you think about the young Bulls and what they were saying in press conferences, we're not taking teams serious enough. I'm struggling with my confidence. Things of that sort. That's not going to get you wins. That's not going to get you to the next level where, they, where the Bulls are trying to go. And this team has been very adamant about changing that mindset, changing that mentality, bringing that toughness, and changing old habits that, quite frankly, have become mediocrity when it comes to the Bulls for the past, for this past decade. So because of that, they made it known that, okay, no, we can't take this no more. We have to change the culture. And we have to make this culture a winning culture and a culture where free agents want to, tr- want to consider coming to. And you can't do that with the current roster that we had. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I think because of the fact that they made trade for Daniel Theus, which is a very tough young guy that can rebound and a defender, which is something that the Bulls lack and they needed. The fact that they brought in Vucevic, who was a tough, who was a tough guy. Um, the fact that they brought in e- even uh, Troy Brown, who is a very good versatile piece for the Bulls, but they got rid of the people that quite frankly was holding them back. Mm-hmm. They, they got rid of Wendell Carter Jr. They got rid of Otto Porter Jr. Because Otto Porter Jr. can't stay healthy. You get rid of Wendell who's wavering in his, con- who's wavering in his confidence. You got rid of um, Chandler Hutchison, who hasn't been able to stay healthy and can't even be around the team. No disrespect to these guys, but there was no full benefit and no positive trajectory with each of those players on the roster at that time. So they addressed that. And obviously, I wish them nothing but the best. I'm pretty sure a new place and a fresh start somewhere would benefit those young players. 
especially Wendell Carter Jr., considering where he's going to. He's going to Orlando, and they're, they're going to be starting fresh. They have a player in Markel Fultz who went through the same situations when he was in Philadelphia, wavered in his confidence, wavered in his jump shot, ended up going to Orlando, and refound himself, redefined himself. Wendell can go through the same process over there. And I think that's what these young bulls or former young bulls needed when it comes to the building their confidence and getting back into the swag and swing of things. They needed a fresh start. And Artura saw that, took advantage of the opportunities. Here we are. We got a whole new revamped bulls squad. No, 100%, as you said. And what that's something we've talked about throughout the season. In our last pod, actually, um, we spoke about why I, I started touching upon why Otto Porter Jr. should be traded. And, and he did end up being traded. And then Wendell Carter Jr. And then obviously, you know, Daniel Gafford, I was surprised to see go. Yes, he, you know, he could have been more aggressive. And, and you know, I mean, he was a backup, um, still young. He's still developing. So I think the Wizards actually are going to benefit having, having him. Um, I think he has a bright future ahead of him, obviously like six ten. you know, you got, you got the size, you got the, um, the, the talent there. I just think it's it, like you said, it's about the culture and what's around him and being around a team. I don't know that the wizards offer that culture yet for him, but maybe it will depends on the chemistry that he finds there and obviously playing time and just a, a lot of different things, but yeah, I think the moves that the Bulls made going forward, like there is no reason why they they can't. Right now, the goal is to be pushing for playoffs. Like, you know, so going forward, they're going to make more moves, as you said, address the point guard situation. So I think this is probably the most exciting trade the Bulls have had in <laughs> forever. And it's one huge reason for Bulls fans to really want to sit and support and wear their their jerseys with pride now to say, all right, we got two-time all-stars on our team. Um, what do you think Al-Faruq Aminu brings to the team? We spoke about Theus and like, and what he does. I mean, um, he improved his shot. He's shooting 34.5% from three. He's, he's capable of playing defense and stretching the floor, which obviously isn't something too easy to find with um, when it comes to bigs. And while he's not like obviously the most, like popular in the market. I think he's going to bring a lot to the team and he's going to bring a good level of interior defense to the bulls, something the fans haven't really seen since, since Noah. So um, I think the German center is going to be pretty interesting um, going forward with the team. But what do you think El Farouk Aminu brings to the team? Cause I haven't really spoken about him yet. Very similar to what Garrett Temple and Thad Young are doing. Um, positive influence in the in, in the locker room, veteran leadership, um, while contributing on the court as a three and D guy. Um, Alfred Gomino, you know, he can shoot the three. He has the capability of shooting the three. It may not be at the most highest percentage or efficiency, but you know, you ask him to shoot a three, he can knock down a three. Um, and at the same time, defensively, you know, he brings length, size um, in the post and in the paint play along against Vucevic, play along against a Thaddeus Young to where, especially around the perimeter, um, he's very versatile, he's versatile when it comes to playing perimeter defense. So therefore, so it stretches the Bulls' capabilities of defensive lineups and defensive matchups. But I think the biggest thing for him that he's going to bring is that locker room presence, that veteran presence that's going to booster the culture that they're trying to really set in Chicago. And 
and he's he's known to be that type of guy. And to pair him with already great veterans like Thaddeus Young, who's already been there for you know been there for a while, but Garrett Temple, you know Garrett Temple. I mean, you're looking at something that, quite frankly, the Bulls have already needed. But this is this is I think I think Afrika Aminu from that perspective, it's just the icing on the cake, and it's and you know in this case for Bulls fans, it's real sweet. It's a real sweet frosting. You know what I'm saying? Because. <laughs> At the end, of, because this it, is like you said, this is something that we really have lacked and haven't had in such a long time, and you know you're seeing the fruits of what it truly means to have competence in a in a front office. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, honestly, it's 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 an understatement. Like they're honestly, I think they're underappreciated right now. Everyone's talking about the trades and the trades. And then, you know, you got to understand that that has a lot to do with the Bulls leadership. It has everything to do with the Bulls leadership right now. And finally, you know, having someone like Arturis Carnisovas and um, Billy Donovan and all these guys who came in and said, this is what we want to do and finally followed up with it. And not just hearing someone come in and say, this is what we want to do. And then you keep waiting and waiting and then you're like, Oh, remember when you said this is what we needed? Well, when is that going to happen? You know, when fans, fans are asking those questions, now the fans don't really need to ask those questions. They're, they're just enjoying the ride, enjoying that icing, you know, that sweet, <laughs> that sweetness. So I agree with you. Get, give me some ratings, rate me, rate, rate your top, what, like three or in order, in order, rate me in order who you think is the most beneficial to the Bulls with, with these new additions and why? Oof, I mean, most beneficial. I mean, obviously you got to put Vucevic up top. Yeah. You got to put Vuce up top. Um, I will make Daniel Theus number two. Okay. And I would probably make Troy Brown number three. Okay. Um. Just because each of them fill a void that the Bulls lack. Um, the Bulls lacked post presence. They lacked offensive threat, being an offensive threat from the big man position, which is why they played Daddy's Young so much because he could fill that. Um, but only for, but the thing about that is he's he gonna do it for a short period of time. That's not his full skill set for a majority of a game, um, especially right now. Vucevic can do that all game long. If, if you want to compare, do any type of comparisons, Vucevic is a poor man's Jokic. <laughs> yeah. Vucevic is a poor man's Jokic. And I don't want to say that he's a poor man's Jokic because there's, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Because he's really only trailing what? Like him and Joel Embiid. Those are the only two people that he's really trailing in the league when it comes to certain certain things like post-ups and, and right. you know, so I... I guess so. Yeah. No, you all right. I'll give you that. I don't know. If I'm, <laughs> I <still think laughs> well, it's fine. Let's just continue. I won't argue this one. Yeah. I mean, it's because, it, it, because, it, and, and it's funny how you bring those other big men up because they only reason why I say poor man's joking. Finally, like he is the person that can be, you know, can post up against these, he, he can, he can do the job against these big guys that the bulls couldn't do before. So I wouldn't even say if we're, if we're comparing him, to them and we think he can he's a you know like he he can play against them and do well I don't want to even call him a poor man's Jokic but I also like the comparison simultaneously so I'm just gonna give it to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I mean technically he's in his own 
all three of those big men are in their own lane for sure they're in, yeah. the, they're in their own lane they're in their own lane that's why i'm like yeah no i'm i'm being too picky about this i don't know why i got so <laughs> butthurt over that that <laughs> I don't know why I'm even re- like all of a sudden he's one day with the bulls and I'm already feeling this type of protection over <laughs> guy like yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean if, what he brings to the table is definitely what the bulls need at the end of the day post-ups consistent three <laughs> effective three-point shooting the, you know the free throw. after that right now like that's too funny all the above so Vucevic is for sure number one and will always be number one in Bella's new Bulls, um, Bulls, you know, favorite no, fan base, fan player base. No, like no, that's, no that's her. Never gonna gonna uh, top Zach Levine. Current <laughs> players, obviously, D Rose, you know, and yeah, yeah, most definitely. Current currently, Zach Levine. Vuce has only been here for one day. I'm not giving him anything. It's not happening. right. Right. No credits yet. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You're right. Um, how he's, he's going to play with the bulls. Obviously he's good. Obviously it's, you know, he's going to do well, but you never know The crazier things have happened in life. Yeah, that that's, that's true. And I think Daniel Theus, when I, I call him number, I say he's number two because he brings, he has expanded his offense a little bit. Um, he can shoot the three now. May not be on a on a, on a efficient basis or a consistent basis, but he can shoot the three a little bit here and there. Um, but he does the cleanup crew. He's the cleanup crew. He, he rebounds. He defends. Um, something that they like I said, you you mentioned Joe Kim Noah. He may not play to the full extent of a Noah, because Noah even offensively was so much was so gifted in ways that the Bulls really thrived under. Um, he may not be that, but he can be. He he can bring bring he can bring he's a lot to pay. Poor man's no. This is the thing with Daniel Theus. You could say he's the poor man's Noah. That one I agree with. Like he could be the poor, like the you know, uh, dot. What is it called? There, there's that like comparison. They say like the dollar store version, like Dollar Tree Noah. <laughs> like that. I feel so bad saying it, but it's it's the truth. Obviously, he's never gonna be a Noah. This is you know the Chicago. This is the reporter not talking now. It's the Chicago Bulls fan uh, <laughs> speaking now. Uh, yeah, he's no no one can can touch Noah at that point. But like I said, he he's the poor man's Noah. He's like the dollars the Dollar Tree half you know fifty percent off Noah. <laughs> yeah, and um, you're like. <laughs> He can do those things. So your face right now, damn, this is a podcast. People can't see your reaction, but it's okay. It's all good. Put it on YouTube. Oh, ooh, all right. You're trying Just to get on that platform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not looking, I'm not looking YouTube material right now. So n- next time I'll, I'll, I'll put it on YouTube. Man, none of us are. No, I'm not. The fans don't got to see this, this fellow right now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the, Daniel Theus, he brings, he, he offers the, the things that the Bulls um, from the big men department really lack, especially when you talk about defensively. He can defend and he can rebound, but the best of the best. He can keep you um, leveled when you talk about uh, the defensive end. So that's something, that's why I call that number two. It was a necessity for the Bulls to have, but from a talent perspective, it doesn't match what Vucevic brings to the table. Um, but Troy Brown is an interesting one too, just because he is a big guard. Um, and 
he brings size along the perimeter. And that's one of the things that Arturis Carnesivis, as well as Billy Donovan, have raved about and love is versatile, versatile guys that bring length and depth. Uh, he, he fits that bill. He may not be the best offensive player in the world, but you're talking about his length within the defensive perimeter with Zach Levine and Patrick Williams. That's a nasty spread. 100%. Yeah. That's a nasty defensive spread. And you talk about now having on the backside Daniel Theus or Thad Young or at times Vucevic, although he's not the best defender, he can still do a little bit to get you by. I mean, I like most Josh, as you said, like he, I love the fact now that there is, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like, not, I mean, yeah, age range. I'm just going to say age range. It's not all young guys. It's not all veterans. It's a nice mix of experience, inexperience, and somewhere in the middle. You got P. Will, who is, you know, a rookie who's already killing it for, for someone, you know, who, who people didn't really expect that much from him. And then you got Zach Levine, who, you know, isn't old and isn't young. Then you got someone like Vooch, who is getting older, you know, all-star, experience, Daniel Thies, older. And then someone like, uh, as we said, Troy Brown, who brings that fresh energy as well. Younger guy, big, versatile, and he has more to learn, but he also has a lot to give as well. So I think the mixture of experience, like of experience in the different ranges is going to be really nice for these guys. It's going to provide a lot of greatness. Um, one thing though, uh, to interrupt you before I forget, I'm mad about Larry Markin and still being on the team. <laughs> like I'm big mad, but I want to hear like your opinion on that before we continue rating these guys, because I think we spent way too much of the pod talking about the trades and not talking about Lowry Markin and still being on the bulls. <laughs> I mean, I am surprised that he's still on the roster. I, th I thought the move to get Vucevic was the signal that he's out of there mm -hmm. just because Lowry Markin and Vucevic on the court together at the same time don't mix. Um, they both do very similar things. They said Vucevic does better at it. Way better. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think them keeping him was going to be a was going to be an option. I really didn't think that. I thought that maybe they would flip him in the Lonzo Ball deal. Um, but from what I've been told, that was part of the talks. It's just that the Bulls didn't have enough uh, draft compensation to make that work. And so they had to potentially maybe good in a three or third team. Um, and that just never materialized. So at the end of the day, for them to keep Laurie, it can be a good thing for Laurie in this regard. Because of the fact that Vucevic is there, now you probably got to move him to the bench, which is something he's probably not comfortable with because he's so accustomed to being the guy and the foundational guy for this st starter for this Bulls team. He's been injured, which has been basically every single damn season of his career with the Bulls. So don't get me started on that. So I, yes. think, I think he can live with being on the sideline for a little bit when the Bulls, <laughs> when they can actually, you know, post up and be more aggressive and do things right. Yeah, that, that, and that's the thing. I think him being that second unit will provide that. <laughs> for find those opportunities for him to actually excel and be in his role. Very similar to what they were doing with Otto Porter, right? Um, bringing Otto Porter to the bench. And you saw how when he was healthy and playing games, Which he did contribute in ways that, you know, he would as a normal starter. 
um, yeah. for that second unit. For that second unit, that could be Laurie's new role, um, and he probably needs that, considering the fact that he's in a contract year, considering the fact that he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have that extension. He's going to be on the market, and considering the fact that he just probably needs a confidence boost as well, because that's going to mess with his also ego. When you're talking about it moving a starter to the bench permanently, um, that's going to be difficult to adjust to for him. Um, so I think this could be a blessing in disguise for him overall. How he handles it will, will, will be remain to be seen. But as much as I, you know, much as I expect him to be gone and I don't expect him to be back next year, this could be a blessing in disguise for him for, the, for how his future can shape up um, when it comes to trying to get secure that contract. Because there's gonna be gonna have a market out there. People are going to put you know, put their bid in on them during free agency. That's going to happen. They will. But, they will. But I, yeah. All right. Good. I got your opinion on that. We're good. We good. <laughs> you can continue with, with your ratings as we, as we uh, wrap things up. I mean, those, those, those are for the most part my ratings. You know, you got Vucevic, you got Daniel Theus, you got Troy Brown. If anything, I'll say four and five is Billy Donovan, Arturis Karnusovic. I mean, or Acme. That's the new term they call them, acne now for oh, Carnivis and Gravity. Yep. What's the new term? Acne. So A K M E. A K M E. Acme. Acne. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's trending all over Twitter. So I was like, oh, that's the new term we're calling them now. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. But yeah, I will put those 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 groups in there as well, especially Billy Donovan because Billy Donovan's intellect, his discipline. And his offensive skills, offensive mindset mm -hmm. thrives with this new Bulls roster. It was already in a way somewhat thriving with the, with the young Bulls just because they play completely different from what they did last year. But they're really going to be thriving now. Yeah, and you've seen so it. That's there. Wow. And yeah, and, Bill, and Billy Donovan is going to have a field day. His field day is going to be even more impressive when he gets a point guard. Because if you saw how what he did with Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Shake mm -hmm. uh, Gildress Alexander. You know, watching those guys take these point guard roles to the next level. Yep. Imagine if you get Alonzo Ball in, in Chicago to pair up with him. Imagine if you get another point or another point guard where that truly um, that truly fits his style. Or if they choose to keep Kobe White this offseason, if he continues to progress and develop and maybe not be the point guard that they want, but be a better version of what he is now. Just that little bit of being a better version himself is gonna help Billy Donovan's offense that much more. It will. And the fact that they have the personnel to make that happen behind Billy Donovan, who was the former point guard, Maurice Cheeks, who was the former, who was a former point guard. And these, and both respected in the league for their talent, for their coaching ability, for their knowledge of the game. We, the sky's the limit. Arturis has already been, now Arturis is, make, is, is understanding that. So that's why he's saying, oh, we're not done. I got more moves I got to make. Because I know what Billy Donovan can do with what we already we had previously with what we had. And we've and we bolstered that. We've improved on that. Now I got to take this thing to the next level by giving him the talent that he needs, which is another point guard, which is more versatility on the bench, which is helping the big man department. He's addressed a lot of those things within that trade deadline. And not to mention, if the Bulls really want to be contenders in the buyout market, they could find somebody to bring to bring in there as well. 
But this offseason, this is just the trade deadline, trade, the trade deadline was really the beginning of what Bulls fans really was expecting mm -hmm. when you talk about the changing of the of the of the roster that was currently there versus how it is right now. It's just the beginning. You're right. And it's it's <laughs> Amazing. We are going to end it on that note because it's just exciting to see all these fans hopes and dreams finally being fulfilled as these as these empty holes in the team, the, you know, they're all being filled by people that that I think will bring some 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 good stuff to the city of Chicago and and bring back that like winning culture. Hopefully you never know. You just got to remain hopeful and having these these all-stars on the team and giving Zach that helping hand, it's going to be looking good. And I'm so excited to see what's going to happen for the rest of the season and in the off season, as you said. So we'll see, but thank you so much for coming on, Josh. You are the bestest as usual. It's always great having you and yeah. Any closing thoughts? Continue to be Bella. Stop. You can't say this stuff anymore because it's, <laughs> Now it just sounds scripted. We are unscripted, people. <laughs> forcing him to say these things. No, of course. It, it, any, anytime. Anytime, Bella. Thank you, Josh. Enjoy uh, the rest of your day. And I hope you guys, all you fans, thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy your day and enjoy the rest of the Bulls season. Until next time, we will catch you back on Bulls with Bella. And be sure to check out Joshua's blog and his podcast uh see red thank you for tuning in your girl bella is out the money make the world spin the money make the girls grin been rapping since 2010 whoever thought i would